Hello and welcome to the Visitor's Bench. You are here with Colossi and Zaypour to talk sports. We are a new up-and-coming podcast duo that talks the latest sports in today's news as well as fantasy football, pick and spreads, and other f- sports-related topics. Uh, the, the main reason we're starting today, we're actually located in Denver, Colorado, but both from uh, out of Denver, Colorado. I'm originally from Massachusetts, and Zaypour is origi- originally from uh, New Jersey. But we're going to be talking Denver sports, Boston sports, New York sports, any sports that we can find. That's what we're interested in. And today we're actually starting with Denver Broncos. They had a preseason game last night. The main topic here in Denver, Colorado is the quarterback duo battle. Um, they call it the Paxton versus Trevor Simeon, the first round pick versus the seventh round pick. Um, last night it was on display. They had Paxton Lynch starting the game, Trevor Simeon coming in late in the second quarter. Uh, the battle's been on for weeks and weeks. They've been talking about it on sports radio out here nonstop. But the main thing I'm, uh, considering today is, you know, was the battle won last night by Trevor? Is Paxton kind of the, the four... Uh, foreseen backup for the foreseeable future and what's the deal with this guy Kyle Schloter who went 100% last <laughs> night <laughs> so let's introduce uh, Zapor here he comes on the hi microphone. everybody this is uh, Steve Zapor here and yeah they they pegged this up as a quarterback competition but I think last night really showed that it's not much of a competition anymore Paxton's just not ready and I've been uh, one who's considered a quote-unquote Team Paxton member. Oh, okay. Um, and even I'll ready to admit at this point that he's just not ready. He's not looking downfield. He's tucking and running whenever he can. That's something I noticed too. It seemed like, especially third down, he'd he'd look one way, position be covered, and and he'd tuck and run the ball. Yeah, you know he did pretty well. I th- I mean he was getting a couple first downs, moving the chains, getting scoring what I'm points. He's got that that playmaking ability. You can see on third down when you know. There's third and five that he can do a quick duck either in or sneak around the edge and, and pick up the first down. But the bottom line is on first and second down, he's not capable of making those normal throws that Trevor Semyon's able to make right now. The running I don't back think the slow thing is anything. Um, he's going to be either on the practice squad. Um, he's not going to jump over Paxton. Paxton's going to sit behind Semyon. They're going to hope that he doesn't get hurt. Uh, if he does, then Paxton will be there. Um, but I think this is really the end of Paxton in Denver if Simeon stays healthy. You You can't go into next season with a quarterback competition, can you? Well, you know, I have a question coming up for you, but the first thing I want to say is it was noticeably uh, when Trevor came in, I mean, it was extremely noticeable that the offensive playbook opened up. I mean, he was throwing the ball downfield, finding open guys, a great back shoulder throw for a touchdown right when he came in. He's um, just a better quarterback. It was funny him. to hear the announcer say right after that throw, hey, maybe we should get Simeon out of here so yeah, he doesn't yeah. get hurt. You know, well, bring him I think the everybody realizes at this point that uh, it's Simeon's job, and hopefully Vance comes out tomorrow or Monday and declares that because they just need some time to gel as an offense. So. Um, we'll move on for there. But speaking of their offense, let's talk about their defense. Before we move to the defense, my quick question, because you said oh, yeah. we're moving forward with Trevor Simeon. What do we do with Paxton Lynch? Where does Paxton Lynch go? Where does he fit with this Denver Broncos team? He just is going to be the backup this year. And barring an injury to Simeon, he'll be the backup going in next year because you don't have a quarterback. So you have another quarterback competition next year? No, but Simeon's our quarterback. I mean, unless if he goes under 8-8, eight and eight, then he won't be. 
But if they go 10-6 and six this year, then Semyon's our quarterback, and Paxton will just ride the bench, and you chalk it up as a first-round failure. Okay. Let's move on, and we'll talk about always failures next time. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing is, is I'm actually looking up some stats, and I'm starting to regret our next topic here. Sure. But <laughs> so, so Zaypor and I made a little, a little uh, gentleman's agreement, a little wager here about the Denver Broncos defense, who looked pretty phenomenal, I think, causing four-plus turnovers last night on the Niners, <clears throat> who didn't look so phenomenal. But So we have a little wager. Are the Denver Broncos going to be a top-five defense in points allowed per week this season? Um, so I say no. I think they're falling out of the top five. And, and the research I just kind of looked up here was that, yes, in 2016, 2015, the past two seasons, number four in the league in points allowed defense. So very good. Good job, Broncos. I mean, they definitely show it. Steve will bring up the uh, no-fly zone in a second here. But the main thing I'm thinking is, moving forward, yeah, they made some moves, but with new coaching, Wade Phillips is gone, the linebacking core is weak, the front seven, I mean, I like Pecco, but I, the front seven is weak, you're losing a ton of leadership, losing wear. Can Von Miller step up and be a leader? He's not, you know, he's a phenomenal player, he's one of my favorite players. As a New England Patriots fan, I can say Von Miller is one of my favorite players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But... I really don't see them being a top five defense this year. There's not even a question that they're a top five defense this year. I mean, you have the top two rated cornerbacks rated by Pro Football Focus last year, Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. Um, on the two sides. Nobody throws against them. They short up their defense. Von Miller's definitely going to step up as a leader. It definitely hurts to have Shane Ray and Shaq Barrett out on the other side. Yeah, the injuries are killing you. So they're stacking up. Um, I look a little bit to Elway to maybe make a move once all these cuts happen, which that's crazy too that all these NFL teams now don't do the progressive cuts anymore. They cut everybody after week four. Explain that to me. So last year there's 93 guys on a team going into training camp, and by week two you have to get down to 70, and by week three you get down to 60, and by week four you get down to 53. Oh, okay. This year, all 93 stay on the roster until week four ends, and then you make your cuts down to 53. Wow. So 40 guys get cut at the same time. It's like a so, dump. Yeah. So somebody's going to dump another guy on another team that you might look to to fill some of those gaps. Um, but regardless of any of that, there's not five better defenses. And show me a better. Show me another secondary that's better. The Giants are certainly maybe there. The Seahawks are always going to be up there. But there's not three other defenses of that are going to be better than the Broncos. It's just not even. How are really the offensive struggles going to affect the Broncos? It's not. It's not because it can't be worse than last year. Last year they were second or third in three and outs. They didn't score in the red zone. So how can it get any worse? than last year, and I think their defense actually got better. So All right, let's move on because this is hurting my heart talking about this. I'm going to owe you a case of beer at yeah, the end of the yeah, season, exactly. I think. But let's go ahead and move on into uh, our fantasy sports section here. Uh, we're moving on into NFL fantasy sports. Uh, Zaypor is going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the fantasy league that we're participating in. So we'll just uh, lead off with um, talking a little bit about our fantasy team our league that we're in that's over a decade old and at some point we'll start taking questions from the listeners and um, answer those on air but for now we're just going to start off with our story our league's a decade old where you have uh, two keeper leagues so the first keeper can be any keeper you want from last year in any round that you drafted them in and the second keeper is anybody that you drafted in the fifth round or later 
including um, anybody that you picked up on waivers could be included in that. So uh, in this case, we are fortunate enough to have Le'Veon Bell as our first keeper. We do have an option to keep uh, Ezekiel Elliott, but pending this suspension issue. Yeah, let's come up with him, huh? Yeah, our draft is uh, actually before the hearing, so we're going to go with Le'Veon Bell. Next year we're going PPR. Um, and our second keeper is Tom Brady. We want to lock Woo! down the quarterback position early, um, top two, arguably maybe three quarterback, but in our league, um, quarterbacks are important, and we want to lock it down soon so we can pick up a bunch of running backs and wide receivers and see who hits. So that kind of leads us into our next segment. We're going to go ahead and talk about our draft. we got our draft coming up next week. Steve and I are actually sharing the football team. We've done it a couple seasons. I uh, had my own team one season, and, and I'm joining on Steve's team this season to kind of get things rolling. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and, and talk about the picks that are our options coming up here next Sunday morning. And, you know, the players and, and who we should choose over one or the other. So let's go ahead and just jump right in of the top players available. Uh, why don't we start, we have pick 10 and 15. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the top 15 players we have ranked in this year's draft. Um, we're not going to talk about the keepers right now. We're just going to talk about the top 15, and we'll dive into our league and, and the teams a little more in depth later and, and in another podcast. Uh, but to start, let's go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and read off the top 15 guys we have so far? So of the remaining players left, Zeke's number one. We have word that he's probably going to go, and that's probably a good decision because he's the best long-term keeper yeah, available. Yeah, big time. Even if he's out six weeks, you know, Adrian Peterson, actually this is the first year he's ever changed teams because somebody's had him on their team for however long he's been in the league, 10, 12 years or whatever. So um, Zeke will be a good long-term keeper for that team. Odell Beckham Jr., Melvin Gordon, uh, Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette, Jordy Nelson, Todd Gurley, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton. Then the rookie running backs. We think um, in this long-term keeper league that a lot of these guys have a potential ability to be keepers, so they tend to have more value in our league. So uh, at number 11, we have Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Lamar Miller's in that somewhere. Um in that mix somewhere, and then Demarius Thomas, Hopkins, and Cooper round out the top 17. Uh, so depending on who you talk to, anybody has, I've seen people having any of those receivers in their top 10 all the way down to um, the 17 ranks. So there's definitely a lot of good players still available, which is a good thing, and we're going to get two of them. Yeah, I mean, those names you're reading off. I mean, for me, it's just so uncertain with these running backs. I know Zeke Elliott having a huge season last year definitely sways everybody's kind of interest in these guys. But, I mean, so... It does a little bit, but I want to jump in, and I think we should jump right into the rookie rankings then. So Let's do it. About I love it. I was going to say the same thing. I agree with that, and I know that everybody thinks that you have this Zeke... Uh, anomaly last year, and they certainly had a good <laughs> offensive line, but... He looks good. Think, yeah, you, he looks you don't, good at you don't Ohio expect State these too. <laughs> guys to be Zeke. Zeke is already on the same level as Le'Veon Bell. You're not expecting that. But if you can get a top 10 or 15 season out of these guys, that's valuable to me. And I think well, that's what I'm you saying. talk about the situations, you have Carolina, you know they're going to use McCaffrey. You know he's going to be running the ball. He looks good doing that. 
They're definitely going to, with Cam Newton, figure out a way to get him out of the backfield and get quick passes. I'm hearing great things about Dalvin Cook coming out of um, Minnesota. Um, and like I said, I, we were talking earlier about mixing off air, and I was saying he might not be um, the guy the first four weeks of the season, but I expect him to be their number one for the last 12 weeks of the season. So, You know, I'm hearing you, but... Just to play a little devil's advocate, because I somewhat agree with you. I love the Rooks. I'm loving McCaffrey. They talk about McCaffrey all the time. He's a legend out here. The The lineage with his dad and playing wide, wide out out here in the Broncos is, is phenomenal. But just to play a little devil's advocate, you got Jonathan Stewart in Carolina. You got a newly acquired, what, Latavius Murray in Minnesota, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. You've got Bernard and Hill in Cincinnati. Fournette, we'll say Fournette's good. He's going pretty early. TJ Yeldon's not really a competition with him. And I'd have him number ranked. But with those three guys, I mean, they have one, if not two, signified backs that the teams have already in place to run the ball. So are they really going to be the main back? Are they really going to get all these touches? I mean, they're having phenomenal preseason. They're all the third down catch. Pass catching back as well. So that's why I think they do have value. They're going to figure out ways to use McCaffrey like they haven't used other players. Dalvin Cook will overtake Murray. Murray already has injuries in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook will be the guy there. And Mixon's just the most talented guy in um, the Bengals. And the bottom line is they don't like Hill or Bernard. I mean, season over season, you can tell that that's the case. Hill's going to get some of the goal line touches, sure. But Mixon's the best all-around back. But, That's okay. what I'm hearing. So I'm we'll hearing talk Mixon. about right. first or second. Let's rank, we'll rank them. them. Let's rank them. So we got, we're got we doing the three? Do the four. I mean, Do the four? All right. So we have the four. Fournette. So I go one, Fournette two. So we're in agreement there. We got McCaffrey, Cook, and Mixon. Everything I'm hearing is Mixon is the top back out of these four guys. But I don't know. Maybe it's just being in Denver we hear a lot about McCaffrey. I think I'm going, I got to say, McCaffrey two, Mixon three, and Cook four for me. And seeing them in the preseason, I mean, they, they all look pretty phenomenal to me. But what, was what are the chances? So I said, let's go Fournette, McCaffrey, Mixon, Cook, right? I think that's what I said. And I think that's what I'll go with. But for me, it's what are the chances are that four rookie running backs end up top ten running backs in the fantasy it's league? It's not, but one but of them Go ahead. I want to hear your rankings. One of them is good. You're right. One will. But what's the chance? You get a 25% chance on a... Top fifteen pick that it'll pay out, and I think yeah, but I think that's a great question because you ask who's the less, the least risky of all of them, and when you talk about that, the more I think about it, the more I think it's Christian McCaffrey because I think that they're going to get him the ball. They're going to use him more. They're going to use him. Jonathan Store was already on his way out. I think this is just going to be another way for them to figure out how to push him out. He's number two in my book. Um, I think actually Dalvin Cook is three for me, Joe Mixon four, and they're very close. I don't see much of a distinction. I don't have a problem with you ranking it the other way. Um, I just am hearing good things out of um, the Vikings camp about Dalvin Cook, and everybody said going into the draft that he was the most um, dynamic running back. I mean, you've heard. Who's the other uh, running back out of FSU that you think of? Freeman? Not Freeman. Freeman. For yeah. me, it's older. It's more done, but we'll um, keep going. That's a while ago. Yeah. That's a while. Yeah, that's a little while ago. Yeah. And then Lamar. So that's our ranks of the rooks. Um, you're thinking to wait for the 
one of them the fall to the 15th pick, right? And take Gronk or Cooks at the 10th pick is what you're leaning towards. Is that correct? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens before our 10th pick. So before our first pick, there's a lot of different options that happen. I mean, we're thinking running back first. We're, we want to solidify a running back, our backfield, grab one or even two running backs. I mean, if Gurley or... <coughs> Yeah. I mean, Gordon, I don't think Melvin Gordon will fall, but Gurley with the season he had last year, I think he might fall to us, and if he's there... So, if you could, you would do Gurley and a rookie running back? back on back. the way back. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about who might be there on the way back. It would be one of those three that we just talked about, McCaffrey. There's got to be someone else who we're not thinking of. Well, there would be... The, one of the receivers would fall, but that's the question, is do you take Gurley and the receiver, or do you go running back, running back? And just solidify it. What receivers will be there, do we think? You figure if that happens, DT would be definitely be there. Maybe Hopkins. Uh, Two different, Cooper. I mean, quarterback situations. Are, Cooper, you had Cooper last year. You're not too big on him this I year. I think Cooper's going to go. Cooper might go early. He's listed pretty high in the 200. But that's the thing. If Gurley falls, who do you take next? Hmm. You take two running backs and just solidify. You have Bell. So I think early. the question, who's going to be there? I mean, we have, you mentioned Lamar because Miller, like you Miller said, pretty late. Me, your point is valid in that it's a 25% chance with the rookies. So I'd almost, and but to me it's a 35% chance that Gurley has a shitty season. So <laughs> can't curse on this. But, I think you um, can. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, What's the can. rule? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's our can. first one. We can. because it's. We're going to get dinged by the FCA. <laughs> no, we're not. Not, new, not on the podcast. I forgot you can't curse on podcasts. But I think the bottom Let's line is... keep it is, clean for the kids. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I'm almost more inclined to go girl, running back, running back, and stick with our strategy of wide receivers late. Um, I think you could just ride those guys all season. I mean, think every, every week going into it, knowing you're going to get touches... From Gurley, from Bell, from McCaffrey or Cook or Mixon, whoever that guy is. See, with Gurley, I 100% agree. He's the guy in L.A. And the other guys, they make me nervous. And even with a 15 pick... But they'd be pick, a flex, is the point. Yeah, they'd be the third guy in the situation. They'd be your third guy. And that would, that would almost give you more value because if you take, let's say, Cooks first or Gronk, as we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, we're, you're putting it even bigger risk into the second running back if it fails. You know, if, if you want to put the 25% chance that you keep saying, I think it's higher. And I mean, I don't even think we want to talk about the Bell situation today, do we? No, we're not going to talk about it. Because yeah. I don't think it's much of a situation. It doesn't concern me at all. Bell's trying to make a point about his contract. We're talking about whether or not he's going to sit out or be How stubborn is he? How stubborn is he? I think he's going to sit down. He's not that stubborn. He's, he's the highest paid running back in the league. You cannot sit out on a contract year. It just doesn't work like that. Nobody does. Nobody has. You can't sit out. He will play. He will get a big contract. He's just trying to make a point. And I hope he doesn't play in Pittsburgh anymore. So that's the great thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll <laughs> He'd look real good in a pass uniform, let me tell you that. Broncos, <laughs> Broncos orange. So um, let's talk about Gronk Cooks because I think that's going to be the um, the decision that we have to make. Yeah, I mean, coming up with pick 10, I mean, especially if the running back's not there. So I think we're in agreement. If a running back's there, we're looking running back. Even with this, have you read about the zero running back kind of new fantasy thing that's going on? Not to take any running backs in like the first couple rounds? No, no, I haven't heard that. 
Our league is not like that. It's like running back, running back, running back, running back. We're thinking even some of these rooks might even come off the board in the top ten. Yeah, it's just be. I mean, for me, it's because of Zeke's season last year. I think the rooks are a little bit overvalued. I already said it, but for me, if we're at pick ten, Gurley's gone. I mean, are we thinking Lamar Miller's gone? Uh-huh. Miller's gone, and we're looking at a possible Gronkowski, Cooks. I mean, someone else might be there too if those guys are there. I mean, if Jordy Nelson falls, I'd love to see Jordy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers going to Jordy is special. Yeah, he's going to go. But, I mean, if we're looking at pick 10 and Gronkowski and Cooks are there, I mean, that's a – with Brady, that's like a nice little duo. But that's a tough decision. I mean, who do you go, Gronkowski or Cooks? I mean, what are their projections this year? It looks like Gronkowski's projected. If we're looking at, I think, 156 points, about averaging around 9.8, 10 points a week. And if we're looking at Cooks, he's 152, about 10 points a week. So, they're, I mean, they're around the same. It's a matter, I mean, Gronk get, gets hurt. But, I mean, in the past couple seasons, he's still the top tight end. If Gronk stays healthy, he's, are you he's liable to get 200 points if he stays healthy. Are you worried about his back? I'm always worried about his back because he's going to be carrying the team this year. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, there's way too many targets to go around. He will not be carrying the team this year. But he does get those looks, and I think stretching out the field with Cooks will help him out if he can stay healthy. Well, that's so another great like, point. Is it too much to go with a Patriot at that point? I don't buy that argument because I think this, I mean, you know that. I mean, I'm a homer. I want all the pats, but. The, the running backs are always risky to figure out who the heck it's going to, but. Um, I like Gillisley in that aspect, but still, hmm. I think he's always found a way to get it to Gronk, and more weapons just mean more opportunities for that to happen if he can stay on the field. What is your over-under on games he misses? So let's say he misses four games, 12. I'd rather him be hurt early in the season and have him for the playoffs. Yeah, but I agree with that. it's been the opposite recently. It's been he gets hurt in week eight and is out from week eight to that. It's almost like they're trying and to save they're him. And they're 14-2, and he doesn't have a reason to play in the championship week 16 of the playoffs because Patriots are 13-1. and one Well, you had mentioned to me previously before the recording about picking up a uh, second tight end later in the draft. Who are you interested later? Well, I like honestly, I like the rookies. I like... Um, the Giants, uh, Evan Ingram. Mm. Um, I think I think he'll go early, but Hunter Henry on the San Diego. I think oh yeah, have a good I like season. Hunter. I think it's time for him to overtake um, Antonio Gates. Um, you know, you got OJ Howard. I don't think he's going to be used in the pass catching as much as. Interesting to me, I've seen him on a lot of bust lists. Yeah, because uh, they let, they got that guy Breit that mm. that. Um, James Winston likes as well. So Who's on the other side of Austin Hooper down in uh, Atlanta? Good question. Well, Austin Hooper would be a good pick this year. And Najoku in Cleveland is interesting. Hmm. They dropped their other tight end, and they're going to be some Cleveland sleeper yeah, Super Bowl yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you still haven't answered. You have to pick. It's Cook or Gronk. So uh, gotta pick. I tried to <laughs> avert attention. Avert, but that's so, oh, man. You know... They're so they're both so good. I think they have potential to both be top scorers. I mean, to me, it comes down to the position. I think no other tight end compares to Gronk. I think he's going to outscore every tight end by at least ten to fifteen points this season. I think if we don't take him, he's gone before our next pick. I think Cooks might still be there because if all those running backs are gone, 
then there might be a receiver on the backswing. There might be those rookie running backs on the backswing that those other guys are going to take. So there's four picks between our picks. So we have 10. We go Gronk, and boom, then... You know, Cooper might be there. Cooks is going to stay. Maybe no one even takes Cooks and we grab him. Would you take three Pats, though? That's the other question. I yes. I mean, you just said that the team doesn't matter, but would you really take three Pats if Cooks is there? No. I think you do. I mean... Over the rookie running backs? <sighs> that's the thing. we got to solidify running back. We need that that's second guy, at least. A running back. So we need a running back. Because we got to wait 20 picks. How many picks? One, two, four. It's 15, 16 picks before our next pick. So let's look down the list. Who's there? It's, um... Yeah, I mean, you're talking Gillisley at that point. No, no. Rob Kelly, like you said, and a couple of those guys. Kelly might be. Yeah, I, I kind of. Kelly, well, Kelly's a lead back. I like him. A guy like him. Set your flex guys. Yeah, that's Yeah, up. but then they, uh, they just drafted somebody. I mean, I like CJ. He looked good last night. But then I like the rook that you were saying, D'Angelo Hall or Henderson. He looks good. He looked real good, real nice hands, and he real shifty. He was. You know catching. who he reminded me of is uh, Kevin Falk from the I Patriots back in the day. I can't believe he was catching the ball at the backfield. Maybe it's like, just the thirty-three. He wasn't even at the backfield. They had him lined up in the. <sighs> yeah, he was uh, lined up in the slot. Yeah, they had him lined up in the slot. Catching right? slants, catching the ball downfield, running the ball in between the tackles. I mean, he was he was looking real good. I All mean, right, we're talking so rookie running backs. I, I mean, he's a sleeper pick we should be talking about. These four main guys, I mean, this guy, D'Angelo, with C.J. Anderson's injury history, too, I mean, okay. D'Angelo Henderson might be a great sleeper pick down the line. Who knows about Booker? Our league is crazy about sleepers like this, too. So they could go, they won't go early, but we got to pay attention to that. And, you know, he's not a guy you wait till the last round in our league. No, we might have not to grab him in the 13th. You know, out of 15. But um, but I don't know. It still feels like this Zeke-Dak kind of effect with these rookies, almost. It's a little bit, like I said, but nobody's expecting anybody to replicate Zeke's season from last season. The question is, is can they be valuable? Can they get 9 to 10 fantasy points a week? That's what you're looking for. I agree. I think you got to find guys that average you 10 yeah, points a week. you got to get 100, 100 points a week. Either 100 yards or 40 and a touchdown, whatever yep. you got to do to put it together. Can you get to the 10 points a week? That's but we also need to think, especially later around keepers. I mean, Bell's looking good for a PPR league next year, but if we're looking Bell's future are, keepers, Bell's, I mean, keeper Bell's the guy. Forever. we got to wait for the fifth round and then load up on wide receivers and hope one of them has a good season and has a good keeper going into next year. So. All right, so anyway, I think Gronk. I say Gronk over Cooks. What do you think? Right. I, I'm with you there. Uh, the question is, is if somebody else falls, who do you take? And let, So let's go through that line by line and say, Gronk versus Player X. Who do you take? Love it. Great idea. So, Gronk or Zeke? It's obviously... Zeke. Gronk or Odell? Gronk all day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Odell. OBJ ain't falling. Gronk or Melvin Gordon? That's a that's actually an interesting one for put me, but with, I mean Melvin. I say Melvin, but Fournette, Freem, I think Freem. the running back value outweighs the Gronk value to me. I think you put yeah Fournette and Freeman above him. But let's say Jordy Nelson. Jordy, I like Jordy. I like Rodgers. I think there's a lot of weapons in New England. Jordy, I don't know. I just I ha, I really like Jordy Nelson. He's a beast. Jordy over Gronk. This is the tough one, and that this may happen. Hmm. Gurley or Gronk. Ugh. Because these are the, the girlies, the guy who may fall because of last season. And I think we go with our original plan. I that think we go coach running back. In I think. LA, by the way, is younger than us. I'm pretty sure. He's like thir- he's thirty. You think he'll hire us? No. 
know. Maybe after he Fantasy hears the podcast. podcast. <laughs> 100%. Um, I, oh, man. Well, you know, I think we go. Things. You get scared off by that or... The Rams improved their offensive line. Goff apparently looked good last night. I didn't bring see it. Bringing in Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Bring a wide out thread. I think it's going to stretch the field a little bit. They're going to try to go back to the run. Are they in a Paxton situation out there with Goff? What are they thinking with Goff? No, they like, I, they they like they, him still? They're back to liking him, yeah. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I, it's a, I say girly. I mean, I think the running back is more important. I mean, you've already put him over Cooks and, yep. and the rookies, so there it is. I mean, yep. the bottom line is it's going to be growing. If he falls to us, if he doesn't, then that means somebody else falls. You know. Uh, so said, let's talk about the backswing then. So we're going Gronk. I think we just made our decision. If yeah. Gronk, is, what if Gronk? <laughs> so if Gronk, Gronk, yeah, if Gronk goes, you're right. If Gronk goes, goes, then we get some, get one of those guys that we love. Maybe Jordy. <laughs> well, I don't think that's likely, but, but we're more likely to get a. I mean, we 100% need to go running Lamar back from Miller the swing. The rookie running back. Oh, that's the guy we forgot, Lamar. That's another Miller or Gronk. I'm asking you this because no, you've been Gronk. asking me that. It's Gronk. Gronk. But if Gronk goes, do you like Well, Miller? and I think you choose Gronk too because Miller is there, McCaffrey's there, Mixon, Cook. So the four running backs are there. So I'd be on fine. the backswing, we're definitely getting you, Cooks be, or a running back. I'd be fine taking Miller and then a rookie running back on the way back. Hmm. I'd be fine with two running backs, solidifying running backs all year. And you're saying Miller over Gronk? If, no, if Gronk if Gronk's is, gone, if Gronk, okay, I'm hearing you. And then we. So let me ask you this: Gurley or Miller? Gurley. Gurley. Okay. Gurley's the only guy who would take over Gronk. All right. Um. Let's talk about the backswing then. So I think we're in agreement. We're looking Gurley, Gronk. Yeah, it's it's whoever's there. I think the we have a. Case I mean, <laughs> we're looking Brady Bell, Gronk, or Brady Bell, Gurley. I mean, we're looking pretty good with our first three guys. Yeah, the bottom line is the worst case scenario is we get to Mary's Thomas, but it's unlikely because wide receivers are likely to go from the two guys between the two guys who pick between us. They're more likely to take a bunch of wide receivers in a tight end than a running back. So a running back's gonna fall if we take Gronk. A running back's gonna fall. Um, All right, so let's talk about the backswing. Who's gonna be there? Well, you already ranked him. I mean, I think it's. I think. I think. Matt, our friend who's got the 12th pick. He's so we're looking take, McCaffrey. Well, for me, it's McCaffrey, Mixon, Cook. Cook. No, he likes You're looking Mixon. Cook versus Mixon. He, he has your rank, I think. I think actually he has Mixon above McCaffrey. So he's going to uh, he's gonna take Mixon is my guess. Okay. So then we're looking Cook will be there. Well, Cook or McCaffrey. I say McCaffrey all day. Yeah, we have him. Yeah, we. I think we should have that happen. JP will be interesting. He's got two two running backs. He could do what we're thinking. So let's go through those four backs. guys. What's the pick? We take Gronk. JP goes. Cooks probably. Cooks. Matt goes. Hopkins and Mixon. Ugh. <laughs> Mixon Hopkins. JP on the backswing. Is he, he taking a rookie running back? He may. He's up. keeping two running backs. He'd That's why I'm Cooper asking. Or Thomas He'll take Cooper, Thomas, or the, uh, one of the rooks. Yeah. And you don't like if Cooper's there. You don't like Cooper with the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I think we need a running back there anyway. I like Cooper. I, Matt will take Cooper if he's there. If what if Cooks is there? So we we kind of thought Matt about will that. Take Cooks. Well, what if Matt takes Cooper? That's what I'm saying. If Matt takes Cooper, he might and Mixon. So if we come back on the fifteenth pick, Cooks. and there's two guys. 
say Brandon Cooks is there, and say Dalvin Cook is there. Which cook do you like better? Who's cooking for you, Steve? Cook. Cook. Cook no Gronk, S. Cook no S. You're, we're going running back. If we have Gronk. If we have Gronk, so we're not going three pats. And my homer heart dies. Yeah. My homer heart dies. It has to at that point. Okay. Because I have too many, that's the other thing, I'm in too many leagues, but I have a bunch of leagues with my brothers, so I don't want to put everything on the pats this one. I'll get Cooks in another league. So we're looking Brady, Bell, Gronk, and McCaffrey or Cook, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Or even better than that. Yeah, if somebody else falls. Our league's crazy. I could see the rookie running backs running early. I could see. But that's when, oh, I would love it. Because I'm saying, like I said before, I think it's a one in four shot. I mean, who are the other rookies last year with Zeke? Um, Do we know? I mean, maybe we can talk about this on the next podcast. We can bring this up. Let's, let's for the next podcast, let's talk about the rookie running backs from last year where they were drafted and where they finished and the rookie running backs from this year where they were drafted and where they I finished. I don't know how many other... Yeah, we'd have to look it up. Cause That's I what I'm saying. I don't remember we don't have a stats guy here at... <laughs> the well, Mixon, put Mixon in the first round because... And same with Cook. They both had character issues, but they're both first, first round, round running backs. Yeah. So you have four okay. first round talents. And All right. last year, I think... First round players Zeke. should play. I think it was only Zeke last year. You hmm. know, so... Man, Zeke looks so good in college, and he he deserved to and go top five. And Garrett Bowles had four. He looked bad. What was that? It was. They've bad. been just raving about him, how good he's been doing in practice. And all. Oh, he looked every so year bad we're last be comparing night. Comparing him to Dalvin Cook to. That's true. Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster looked good. He was all over the field. I was hearing his name by the announcers. I was texting my buddy. When Ruben Foster fell, oh my God, the Broncos just got Ruben Foster, who just fell to us. I agree. I can't believe it. I agree. And I heard <sighs> Garoppolo's name. And Man, I was hoping the Pats might just I trade up and go grab him because they could have used some linebacker help. Yeah, they went out and well, got David Harris to, to learn the Jets playbook. But they, Man, I agree with you. I they mean, paid millions for that. But they needed was. line help. I mean, I think, what is his name? Ron O'Leary from the Cowboys. I think that's going to help. CJ's looking good, but man, I think that sleeper pick of the year might be that running back. What's his name? D'Angelo Henderson. He looked good. He looked so good. He looked good in the first preseason game. That's all I talked about. He had like a 40 yard run in the first preseason game, looking unbelievable. We got to try to get him. Late. I mean, later, you don't want to waste an early pick. No. I mean, you got to think best available in fantasy sports. I mean, you always go. I don't know, it's a crapshoot. That's our biggest, I think, weakness is we look at all these rooks and we'll just go down and we'll grab all these guys who are unknowns when there might be a solid vet that you just don't look at. It's unknown, but what's not unknown is that you haven't seen a linebacker that can cover Christian McCaffrey yet, have you? No. So, how unknown is that? My goodness, he looks good. That's my point. Yeah. How unknown is that? They will figure out how to get him the ball. I agree. I think the rookies are going to get the ball. I think it might take a few weeks, so it's going to be rough the first couple of weeks with our running back pair. Hopefully Le'Veon Bell shows up and is averaging 20 points a week again. That's <laughs> the thing. Is Le'Veon can carry your team week to week, and we gives us a little bit of flexibility to make some risks, um, take some risk in other areas. Um, and I like... The rookie running backs, if we can get one. So my, we'll I mean, so them. my biggest question is, when are these quarterbacks coming off? Because there's three keeper quarterbacks. They're I know not. we didn't really talk about this yet. So Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, they're being kept. So that means Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Mariota, 
Kirk Jameis, Cousins, Jameis, Jameis, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, Jameis Winston, who looks for, I mean, I, the quarterback will, that I, class will. that I love is that Winston Mariota class. I think they're top notch. I think, I like both of them guys. I like Mariota. Those guys, like excuse me. Jameis Decker should have a good season. The, the Titans should have a great offense. I mean, Murray, you talk about, that was another And their new guy that we're had. talking about, Corey Davis later, is that who you just mentioned? Yep, Corey Davis. Um, you know, you got Derrick Henry there. He's a guy, he was a potential keeper for us. I think, honestly, and maybe another guy, eh, going into PPR next year, he's probably not a keeper, but um, their offense, regardless, is going to be real good. Jameis Winston and the Bucks look good. Everybody's watching Hard Knocks and seeing him sling it around to Mike Evans mm-hmm. and, and Deshaun Jackson. Well, I think watching Hard Sean Knocks Jackson, changed someone's keepers in our league. Someone decided to cha- nah, keep Mike Evans. Yep. But... Um, Deshaun Jackson was going to go two rounds earlier now because of hard knocks, I think. Oh, I believe it. And uh, James Winston should have a good season. The The quarterbacks will go, they're valued in our league, but they're not overvalued. So they will go between 15 and 35, which is their second pick. They won't go before our, there's just too many good players. But once you get past. The, I'm hoping that's me, where we make it. Once you get around. past Hopkins Cooper and you start talking about like Marshawn Lynch and. And Adams and Crabtree and Brandon Marshall and Jarvis Landry, those kind of guys. That's when you. That's when people will reach for quarterbacks. They'll take. Uh, Breeze will probably go. You're right. Matt Ryan might go. Russell Wilson. I've heard. I. I don't like Russell Wilson particularly, but I've read he's a top ten. <laughs> Matt Ryan had 345 fantasy points last year. What did Brady have? Tom Brady had 257, but he had the four-game suspension, which you reminded me of. You forget about that because they uh, won the Super Bowl there. And because he basically scored as many as the As many as every other quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan, 345. Drew Brees, 332. These guys are top 10 picks in fantasy football. Not in our league because our league only has four-point touchdowns for quarterbacks. So they purposefully and we purposefully years back – um, put more value into the running backs and wide receivers by making those touchdowns more to bring the quarterbacks back to reality so they weren't that. But we still value the top two quarterback. We think locking down that position in need is good, and it gives us flexibility to make some risks in other areas. We don't have to worry about quarterback now, so I like it. I'm just happy I get to wear my Tom Brady uniform and cheer for my real team and my fantasy team. It's going to be pretty fun. Every week except week uh, 11 or something, uh, whenever they play Broncos, I'll be rooting for them as well. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, let's finish up with fantasy football for now, and we'll get back to it. I think uh, moving on, let's go ahead and talk about some NFL stuff. I mean, we've been talking about NFL, but let's talk about some real NFL, not some fantasy NFL. Let's talk about maybe not last year, but which team this year – or in this offseason, made the correct moves or the right moves. A team that wasn't in the playoffs last year that we believe might be a sleeper pick or, or might be a good pick to, to make the playoffs this year. Who do you got? So I talked about it a little bit in the fantasy section, but it's the Titans. I mean, you know, you got Mariota, another year development. He's got to stay healthy, though. I mean, he runs around. He, he makes the plays to get the third down conversions. Um, but he gets hurt because of that. Uh, but if he stays healthy... You got Murray, you got Derrick Henry, who I think is going to have a great season as a as a one-two duel there. You got Corey Davis, Decker, Decker's there. They got um, the tight end uh, Walker. Um, the Titans' offense is great, and their defense um, hopefully can can keep them in games. So I think in that division, 
Honestly, I think Andrew Luck's overrated. He's not healthy. I think the Colts are going to regress. The Jags are the Jags. They don't have a quarterback. They spend so much money in free agency every year, but they don't have a quarterback. And Bortles is not the answer. They're talking about Chad Henney as their starting quarterback. It's just sad at this point. They wasted a third-round pick on Bortles. Um, but you look at that division, and it's up for grabs. And I think it's the Titans who are going to come out on top. You know, I, th- I think that's a great pick. And I love Mariota. I think he's a great, uh, great quarterback. Seems like a great character guy in the NFL and a great leader and a great role model for uh, for just the kind of general population. Uh, the team I'm thinking of, and, you know, I think, I don't know if this is a sleeper pick or a, an expectation pick maybe, but I'm, and, you know, I don't really like this team, but the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, with Carson Wentz, I think, coming in, he had a great, last year and I think he's only going to improve they're loving him out in Philadelphia I think bringing in Alshon Jeffrey bringing in LeGarrette Blunt to to pound the ball um I mean they still have who else I think they still have Darren Sproles mm-hmm. um I mean coming him using him third down back LeGarrette Blunt on first and second down they're gonna have a great running back system like Carson Wentz Pumphrey, Pumphrey like, oh Matt and my buddy who's we're actually Mike and I went to school in, in Philly, St. Joe's. So it breaks my heart to say that the Eagles are going to make the I playoffs. I don't agree but. with this pick. Uh, but anyway, Matt was telling me about some guy out of some tiny school who's actually pushing Blunt for the starting job. And oh, they my. Make, they Seriously? Make Blunt. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even hear about yeah, that. Yeah, I just heard about that today. So um, that'll be interesting. But I think Wentz is going to take a step forward. They got him some weapons and I think Wentz to Alshon's they, huge this year. I mean Cowboys, Zach Ertz Cowboys and tight end. Regress, Wentz and Ertz are just going to improve say, together. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh yeah, just you know, Morris and McFadden are just going to pop right in and just be Zeke." And it's like, no, if they were Zeke, they would be Zeke, but they're not. Zeke, I say so. the Giants might have another shot. I mean, the, the I'll say the NFC East is looking pretty pre, pretty good this year. I mean, I think the Giants made some moves. The Eagles made some moves. The Redskins, uh, they might be, I mean, with all their issues. It's I don't funny. even want Cousins, to go down the Redskins. I saw this this week that Cousins said he wanted to be a Redskin for life, but I don't believe that he would have I don't believe anything they say. Yeah. He's going to San Francisco. He's going to sign his money, take his money from Kyle Shanahan next year and go play out They there. could use it. Oh, it was funny hearing the announcers last night. I don't know if you were watching the game when they were talking about who, who's the quarterback in for, in for the 49ers, Chad Henney. Uh, no, or uh, uh, Brad Hoyer. Yeah, Hoyer. Um, <laughs> one of the announcers is just raving about Hoyer, and then boom, he like fumbles the ball or throws a pick right away, and there goes shuts the conversation right down. But it was beautiful. But yeah, man, Kirk Cousins. The, the 49ers, 49ers are... need a quarterback. I mean, they have a, a decent defense. Their defense. Some is Carlos very Hyde's young. a decent running back. They're young. Hyde will be gone by next year. They like this kid Williams. I think his name is Joe Williams out of Utah. They like him fourth round pick. Um, He's another sleeper we should keep our eye on. But the bottom line is, is they're young. Their defense is um, up and coming. Kyle Shanahan's there. He's got the reins. They're six-year contracts. Him and John Lynch, they're they're in it for the long haul, you know. And they, they're fine with Brian Hoyer leading them to a, another 2-14 season. They'll take another top five pick. Yeah, for they'll sure. They'll get Sam Darnold or whoever. Or they'll go out and get Cousins and they'll spend... I read this week, or somebody on the radio was talking about the money people have to spend. They have seventy million dollars or something to spend next year. I mean, they haven't spent anything, so they they got some uh, uh, good years to come, I think. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I just don't think the Forty ers have what it takes to make it in 
not the next this like year. five ten years. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, see. I, them. I think. I don't think. I mean, unless. Even if they go out and get Kirk Cousins, this I don't is the think they're Let me Hold introduce on. everybody on the radio or this <laughs> podcast to the New England bias. No, the here we the go. Patriot yeah, here we go. Love of no. The, the difference is reality versus hypothetical in New England since oh he was two years old. <laughs> so everybody else in the world can't have five years to get in the championship conversation. They have to be in it next. Let year. me introduce so my true sleeper pick. Life. Cleveland Browns because the Pats have been sending their players there for years, so eventually the, <laughs> the, Browns, the Cleveland Browns are going to be good. Browns over under five and a half games. Let's end with that. Let's we'll end, end with, with that. Browns. All right, we'll end with that. Because yeah, we're about to fly to Vegas and put all my money on the Cleveland we Browns to win six games. Here's the deal: there's no Patriot bias. It's a reality versus hypothetical bias. Oh, oh, every other fan, it seems like, oh well, once the 49ers get Kirk Cousins or once. You know, once Paxton Lynch develops, you know, it's all this once this happens. Broncos you know, it has nothing to do defense. with Patri- being a Patriots fan. It's until the 49ers get a quarterback, which, you know, might happen in next year's draft, but who really knows, you know? Um, until they get an established quarterback, their team's nothing. And, and, I mean, this is the conversation on most sports radio shows is the value of a real quarterback in the NFL. And, and unless you have an established quarterback and a quarterback who can – Zip the ball around the field and find the open but guys. I argue, you're not making the playoffs, or you're not doing anything in the playoffs. You're at least. right, but those same people argue that you shouldn't do anything about it. Well, you can't, or that you should just live in mediocrity. You can't be in the middle. You either have to go get your top five pick and get your Sam Darnold, or you can't take Paxton in the twentieth, <laughs> in the twentieth to thirtieth. You mean trade up you to can't take Paxton be in the middle? You just can't. It doesn't work. It's the same as basketball. So the Sixers, I think. Did it right. You can't, and the Nuggets are doing it wrong. You can't live in the middle because you don't get the picks and you just live in mediocrity. You either have to tank and get better, and there's teams who've done that. Yeah. Like the Broncos are a good example. They had Von Miller, second pick. Yeah. The Panthers, Cam Newton, first pick. I mean, those guys tanked. You, have, you know, they tanked for luck. I don't think he made, he made out. But this next pick with this Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, somebody's going to want to tank for these quarterbacks, and I think it's the right thing to do. Well, until the 49ers get a quarterback, I mean, we can't just say... What do you pay? Even if they if they get Kirk Cousins, I still disagree. If they get, you know, tank and get one of these rookies and their rookie comes out and... and yeah, ball, guys, you just have I to agree. hope Tom Brady lands up on your team. That's all you have to do. And well, you know, we're, you want to talk about Tom Brady, let's go back and start talking about Trevor Simeon again. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> a seventh-round the- pick who zips the ball around like this guy and, you get, and the Denver Broncos fans give him no respect. Oh my god, he was 30th in the league in third down conversions last year, 25th in the red zone. He doesn't sling the ball around the field. He's kept in check down. He's a serviceable quarterback with a with a great defense. He can win some games. I think he's an established he's not, backup quarterback is yeah, what he is. Exactly. So he's not slinging the ball around like Tom Brady as a 7th round pick. So let's just get beyond that. Well, it took Tom Brady a couple of years. He had a really good defense and a pretty decent run game his first couple of years. But Let's go ahead and move on, and let's talk about this Browns situation because five and a half games. Five and a half games. Do we have their schedule? No. Can we get their schedule up? Let's run through this schedule because that's what I think we need to do. We got sixteen games. Let's let's rank them here. Week one. Who do they got? Every NFL team has a tough schedule. I agree. I think it's hard to win an NFL game. I think it's easier at home, but I think it's hard. But the Browns, I mean. Brock Osweiler, they were raving about him until he wouldn't sign that contract, <laughs> you know, down here. 
They love Brock Osweiler in Denver until they, he wouldn't sign with them. Yeah, they were talking about that last week. Of, you know, he technically should still be your quarterback. And, you know, with the, the defense you guys have had the past two years, you guys probably would have made some noise. It's possible. So Pittsburgh, first week, loss. Baltimore. Loss. Baltimore, that's iffy. Indianapolis. That could be a win. I don't know. How's luck feeling? Uh, All right, so we're going 0-3. Cincinnati. I'd say 1-4 to start the season. Or 1-3 to start the season. 2-3 to start the season. Houston. 2-4. Tennessee. 2-5. Minnesota. Lost. Detroit lost. Jacksonville wins, so you say 3. Cincinnati lost. Chargers lost. Green Bay lost. Baltimore lost. Chicago win. Pittsburgh lost. So you're at 4 Four wins for the season. So do we go put With the, the under? Easy wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's easy wins. Can they come out and can play? They be, the or are they going to just maintain the Cleveland Browns? Cincinnati? Can they take a game from the Steelers? I don't think they can take a game from the Steelers. I think Cincinnati's possible. I think it'll depend with injuries later down in the season. And it'll depend with Cleveland if these rookies can actually show up. I mean, they have three first-round draft picks. And Baltimore. Can They're playing Baltimore. all over the field. They got the number one pick in Miles Garrett, who's Von Miller-ish. So we'll I find out about that. I mean, if this guy Miles Garrett shows up and is a superstar his first year and is getting at the quarterback, who knows what might happen. I think they can beat Baltimore one game. I think they'll take one from Baltimore, too. But I, th- I don't know if they'll they'll sweep Baltimore. I think it'll go one and one I, th- I don't think they can beat Pittsburgh. And no. I think they could. I mean, Cincinnati, they could probably put up, but it depends. I mean, I heard John Ross is looking good, and, I mean, if AJ's AJ, then it is what it is. And we'll see what their three-headed running back situation out there. Yeah, so bottom line is five and a half. Browns, probably not. I mean, they're going to they're gonna get better. They'll win four to five games probably, but in terms of taking them for the over... I don't know that I'm confident in that. Yeah, me neither. So I think we're not flying to Vegas. We're going to keep our money in our pocket and uh, spend it on another bet. So we'll uh, we'll check in next podcast. We'll be looking at uh, upcoming events and news and sports. We'll be talking fantasy football. Hopefully we'll get one more podcast in before our draft. But if not, we'll talk to you guys after the draft and let you know what our team's looking like. Um, but I'm Colossi. I'm Zaypor. And we'll talk to you guys on the on the other side. This podcast proudly sponsored by Emma Technologies, specializing in custom hardware and software solutions for small businesses. Check them out at Facebook.com slash Emma Technologies and Twitter.com slash Emma Tech LLC. Emma Technologies. Simple is better.